Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the uh, topic at hand is the the business of energy, more specific, specifically brokering uh, of energy. Because for some businesses the cost of energy is, uh, uh, is sky high, uh, depending upon consumption. Uh, either electricity or gas, gas can become one of the most significant expenses for a business with a very major effect on profitability. And with that cost of energy fluctuating and subject to variations in regulation from state to state, it, it can be difficult for a business, uh, particularly smaller businesses that don't have people dedicated to uh, tracking the cost of energy, uh, to get a handle on that expense and to secure the best contract with an energy provider. One answer is to work with a trusted energy broker uh, that can help you secure a contract uh, for uh, gas or electricity. And so I'm very pleased to have as my guest today, Joe Mitiga, founder of the Avion Energy Group. Welcome to the Business Hour, Joe. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. Joe, um, let's start off by talking uh, about uh, what service Avion Energy Group provides to its customer uh, its customers, plural, with a uh, simple overview. Uh, and then later we'll, we'll drill down into talking about the marketplace and the founding of the company. Uh, we'll talk about some of the technology behind the scenes, uh, a little bit about the current growth strategy, and then I'd like to talk a little bit about you personally and your path uh, to Avion Energy. Uh, but let's, uh, let's go with that. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes uh, will avoid having a guest give that uh, elevator uh, speech, so to speak, um, uh, about the company. But I think a lot of people probably ask you all the time, you know, to give them, and depending on who you're talking to, it could be more abbreviated or or you might offer a little more information. Um, but I always like to set up the scenario where we're at a cocktail party and I ask you what the company does, and I seem genuinely interested uh, and uh, and and how do you answer the question? What does the Avion Energy Group do? Sure. Well, Avion Energy is a we are a national broker of energy. Since 1998, when deregulation started to happen across the country, consumers were basically able at that point in time to start buying natural gas and electricity from large suppliers. You know, in the early days, there were very few suppliers. There were very few states that were deregulated, um, though now, over the past multiple years, coming up on almost 20 years, there are numerous states and, and numerous utilities across the country where the consumer has the opportunity to buy natural gas electricity on their own. It's created a competitive market for them. And what Avion does is we basically create an environment where we have a system that allows the, the consumer to basically know at the end of our, our exam of their business and their usage that they have the best price. We make the large suppliers um, compete against each other. And at the bottom line, the end of the deal, um, the consumer knows very confidently that they actually have the best price. And that's what we do for them. How many uh, companies do you uh, do you think offhand, uh, give us a, a ballpark uh, uh, idea of how many companies are in the, the business uh, that Avion, uh, uh, the Avion Energy Group is in? 
You know, that's it's kind of a it's a, a large question. There's a lot of brokers, people that would call themselves brokers, though there's a very distinct difference in a, in somebody who has a relationship or one or two of the providers or even a handful of providers and actually what Avion does. We were about three years into our business when we changed our marketing strategy from saying we were offering a competitive price to offering a bet, the best price. Um, so if you're looking for the answer of how many brokers are out there that can offer competitive price, there's hundreds across the country. How many brokers out there can genuinely say they offer the best price? Um, we haven't found another one like us yet. Um, that's a... Uh, uh an advantageous position uh, to be in, um, which which brings us to uh, talking about uh, what that advantage I- exactly is, because I'm certain there are a lot of listeners out there wondering, um, how do you arrive at the, the best price for gas or electricity? It, 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 uh, once the environment became deregulated, I think it made it very complicated uh, for a lot of businesses, again, I, I, I mentioned that businesses that don't have people dedicated, and even businesses that do, the, you, you're not going to spend eight hours a day every day sure. uh, keeping up with energy prices uh, internally. That is something that you would want uh, to outsource to someone whose uh, focus is that day-to-day monitoring of those p- price fluctuations um, so that, in turn, the information could be provided to you to, to, to make a educated uh, decision. Um, how, do you, how do you do that? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because people have asked that exact question. They, they ask the question, well, why don't consumers just do it on their own? A couple of pretty um, straightforward answers there. The, the bottom line, the purchase of natural gas electricity is done maybe once a year. Some companies um, have 12-month contracts, some have 24, some go as long as 60 months. So it's not a purchase that happens on an ongoing basis. So there's no real need for any one consumer or an employee of a consumer, typically a typical size business, um, to have a dedicated employee to do it. And how, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, kind of frown their eyes at me when I say, well, we're the only company that do what we do. And they say, well, can't anybody broker? broker energy and the answer to the brokering question is yes the difference between competitive pricing and best pricing competitive pricing basically means that you're being represented by a broker who has a handful of the large suppliers that are bidding on any one position any one location avion over our six and a half almost seven years of business we had a mindset from day one to where we weren't going to just create relationships with a handful of the brokers we wanted to create relationships with all of them and you know that was my job in the beginning i had a full-time job contacting the suppliers these large billion dollar companies and asking them if they would do business with me and you know i can tell you about some of those surprises later on in the show but basically now today we have relationships with 70 of the largest suppliers i know for a fact we have relationship with all of the top 10 my partner jim sharon and i were, were just talking at lunch yesterday and jim says you know i'll have to check it but i think we have relationships with the top 30 providers that's not a fact yet and so when you're a consumer of a of small medium large size of consumption and you have all of the largest suppliers competing for your business at the end of the process we're we're 100 confidence that the best price was found and and uh 
why did they do that? Why, why um, would I, as a energy provider, um, I'm the largest supplier of electricity or gas in the state of Ohio or Kansas or Texas? Why would I want to, um, in in a sense, partner with you? What uh, what's the compelling reason there? Sure. A couple of really strong reasons, actually. All of these large providers have multiple divisions that bring them clients. They have their own employees. They have a retail desk. They have a wholesale desk. And they have a division of their company called the channel partner division. We fall in the channel partner division arena. And one of the reasons, one of two reasons, major reasons, that they want to be involved with us is the cost to bring a client to them. From their perspective, it costs them nothing. There's no marketing. There's no sales. There's there's no cost to the to the large provider when we bring them a client to bid on. The other reason is is because in any one given market, you can you'll have one winner and you'll have other people that won't actually win the business. Though contractually, we can share not the name of the winner of the company because that's you know that's proprietary information, but we can share the price point in which the winner won. So, for example, there are companies down in South Florida, there's companies in Texas, there's companies in New England, New York, New Jersey. How else, how would they actually find the competitive pricing in the Duke utility of Cincinnati, Ohio? They could do a a lot of research, they could spend a lot of money, and or they could lose a couple of bids to us. We give them the number of what they lost. They might be at $0.07, and the winner might be at 5.8. And we can share that information with them. And the truth of the matter is, it's one of those things to where in any one given day, the competitive edge to one of these suppliers is going to be there. We never know when. They never necessarily know when. The pricing is based on their their buyers and how they buy. And, you know, all I can tell you is over the years, we very rarely ever lose a supplier. And now on a weekly basis, we have the large suppliers calling us. You know, um, I I don't uh, typically like to get uh, too blue sky, uh, particularly not at this stage in a uh, in the program. Uh, but uh, I could see where you're providing a very um, uh, useful service um, when it comes to energy consumption uh, for businesses, uh, but also consumers, which we can touch on later. But, uh, boy, would you be helpful in the business of uh, healthcare? And uh, we won't go down that path. We'll save that for uh, another day. But uh, I-, I can see where a service like yours could be applied to uh, a, a few other areas and where there could be significant cost savings, which brings me to the point of cost savings. Um, uh, tell us in sort of generalized terms, uh, my guess is you're almost always able to provide cost savings, and sometimes it's got to be significant because I'm not sure if listeners out there, uh, unless we've got uh, folks that are tuned in, uh, that are uh, working for a business currently that is a very, very large energy consumer uh, uh, manufacturing facility, for example, a lot of people don't give any thought to just how much energy a um, you know a medium-sized manufacturing facility uh, might use, or for that matter, a restaurant uh, might use um, versus an individual home. So the range of savings has got to be, um, in some cases, almost astronomical. But how do you how do you characterize either by percentage, uh, 
or amounts that you can often provide. Sure. The answer, I think, is going to surprise you. When you ask me the, the specific question, do we always save consumers money, the answer is no, we don't. What we always can provide is best pricing. Let me explain the difference. Energy and natural gas is purchased on the commodities market. In any one given day, the commodity is going to be up, the commodity is going to be down. Currently, we're in a market that has been um, consistently becoming lower and lower and lower. Analysts have said that it's reached the bottom. They said the same thing 12 months ago. Do we know? No. Does that have anything to do with our business? No. But the truth of the matter is, sooner or later, that price is going to go up. The difference in energy, unlike any other consumable product out there, and I don't care what the consumable product is, if you want to be in business, it's an absolute fact you have to have electricity. And typically, you have to have natural gas. Any other consumable item that your business your business um, uses, you could probably go without 95% of them. Electricity, you can't. So the consumer is basically put in a position of a mandatory purchase. And in our system, basically, as the markets are declining, yes, we can typically find a price point that is a little bit lower than the price point they had before. Sometimes we just recently did a a city up in New Jersey where the savings, we found them a price of 7.9 cents. Prior to that, they were paying 34 cents. What's the savings there? It was a 400% savings. All of the rhymes and reasons on why that particular price point got out of control, um, not a typical business, but it happens. I'm going to have you take a break right there um, because we're going to be taking a break, and I want to come back to this uh, element uh, of pricing and, and cost savings. We're here with Joe Mitiga, founder of the Avion Energy Group. We've been talking about how the Avion Energy Group can save uh, companies uh, lots and lots of uh, money uh, when it comes to gas and electricity. We'll be back with Joe right after this break. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Joe Mitiga, founder of the Avion Energy Group, and we've been talking about the service that the Avion Energy Group provides to its customers, which are businesses that consume energy, and that means any business. Uh, as Joe pointed out, uh, electricity is one of those things that you absolutely have to have if you want to turn on the lights and run your computer at the very smallest of businesses. And in particular, if you have uh, a business, and we'll talk a little bit about the kinds of uh, or profiling some of the businesses from a restaurant to a, a manufacturing facility where energy consumption can be really, really significant and the expense uh, associated with that. And when I asked you about um, um, cost savings, and, and you um, graciously pointed out that there may not necessarily be uh, an actual cost savings uh, during the duration uh, of a 12-month uh, or 24-month contract or, or, or longer. And uh, I asked you during the break, but surely over the, the, the course of uh, several years in working with someone like you, helping to maintain a cost that is at the low end of the spectrum each time prices, prices are going up or down has got to result uh, in in some cost savings. And so not so much in the short term, uh, uh, but over the long haul. And that's got to be attractive to businesses who, one, um, they, 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 they might just love working with you because they know what that ongoing expense is going to be and it helps them with their P&L, you know, uh, helps them uh, budget. And two, uh, because uh, over the long haul, which they're interested in, is uh, as opposed to just a quarterly savings, uh, that that's got to be attractive. Yes, and and let me let me explain that. You know, when I when people ask me the question, can you always save me money? When I have to say no, because from one contract to the next contract, since the the price, the per kilowatt or per therm price, is based on commodities. Commodities go up, commodities go down. In the long in the long term, like you're talking about, if people use our service as prices go back up, like we were talking about earlier, prices are at record lows right now. So the contract today that somebody might have at five cents per kilowatt, for an example, over two fifteen, two sixteen, you know, when it comes time to renew that contract, come 2017, can we always take somebody from $0.05 cents to $0.4.9 cents come next year or two years? The answer is absolutely not, because uh, the likelihood of the price going up is higher. 
Now, what we offer to the client is as prices on the commodities are rising, we just make sure they always have the best price. Another way to say it is we always make sure they're not being overcharged. So in a long-term example, and we have clients that have renewed with us numerous times. You know, some of our clients that were here from day one have renewed with us six times in six years. Um, if they look back in and saw the amount of money they spent on natural gas electricity after using us, I can 99% guarantee you it would be lower and a savings than if they did it on their own or if they just had one provider giving them a price. Yes. Now, uh, the manner in which you do this uh, has um, some technology involved, uh, and, and I had asked you at one point whether or not um, this was somewhat like when the price comparison uh, organizations like the Travelocity and the Expedias, now the Travagos, um, came onto um, the scene. There is uh, some data crunching. You know, you have to monitor the markets, and then you have to have the architecture that allows a person to go to uh, the website and and pull up what are those competitive uh, uh, prices. And uh, you have a proprietary technology. Tell me a little bit about that and how that came about. Yeah, our technology, basically what happened was three years ago, four years ago, when we reached that spot in time where Jim and I, my partner, were, were big thinkers. You know, we, we, we think out of the box. We never had designed Avion to be something small. We knew we had a good service, and we knew we had a good idea. We also knew that in doing things manually, the process of collecting data and getting the data out into the, to the marketplace to be bid on, to have the competitive advantage to, it takes time. And we, we run a virtual office. A lot of our sales reps around the country are in virtual offices around the country. So we, what we wanted to do is create a system that would literally digitalize the entire experience, which would allow us to ramp up to be larger and be able to create the same consumer experience for the small mom-and-pop business in Maine to the large manufacturer in Illinois. We want the consumer to have the same end-user experience. The only way we could do that is we had to be able to have our process be faster, more efficient. And if you think about the complexity of what a system like this handles, because we're not in just one area. We're in every deregulated state. We're in all of the deregulated utilities. And that ranges somewhere from 60 or 70 electricity utilities across the country, um, 120 some odd natural gas utilities across the country. Each one of these utilities have their different nuances, their different billing systems. Each one of the state regulatory systems have certain types of things that need to happen during the bidding process. It's different in Illinois than it might be in Ohio. Then our 70 providers all have their different um, ways that they find pricing and ways that they find businesses and their different products. If you do the combination of all of those different potential combinations for any given utility, from Duke in, in Ohio to ComEd to ConEd to anywhere, you know, Reliant in Texas, we wanted the end user consumer to have the same experience. So what our technology does now is as the as the information is put into our system, our technology manages it all, puts it out into the bidding process rapidly, and then we collect the data and put it on a in a format where the layperson, the consumer, can look at a spreadsheet and say, here's 16 large companies from around the 
country. Their prices are X, Y, Z. They do it in one, two, three-year formats, and it's just very simple. What's the lowest price? Here it is. It's um, it's uh, simple on one hand, but it's, um, from my lay perspective, perhaps a little more complicated than it might be to do hotel pricing. And uh, you would also... You know, have relationships that, that you've established with the suppliers. Um, what are some of the other barriers to entry for uh, uh, another company? I mean, what's to keep uh, the Travagos from turning their uh, attention to energy? You, you you don't seem to be very worried about that. Uh, tell tell me why. Well, a couple of reasons. You know, I first up, I'm one of these guys that says there's plenty for everybody. The hotel, that, that hotel world, you know, the travel world, for example, is a one point, uh, is a $150 billion industry, approximately. And the current deregulated energy um, spend just in the deregulated states, which there's 13 uh, fully deregulated electricity states, a couple others that have partial, there's 26 natural gas states, but just in the deregulated states, our industry is $750 billion. So it's five and six times the hotel world. Um, and really the barriers to entry, um, unlike a, a, a consumable product that has no regulation to it, like a, like travel and lodging and, and, and that type of thing, um, that's not the case here. You know, in our world, there's everything is regulated except the competitive advantage potential of the cost of consumption. Um, all of the rest of it, the states and the regulations that we've had to go through, a lot of the states have licensings. Um, so it's it's complex. Are there people that are going to do it? I don't know. No one has so far. Um, so not like we're doing it. And and it's uh, uh, just not an easily duplicated process no, either. It's not. Uh, let's let's have you share with us or walk through the uh, the process. Uh, we'll be taking a break in just a little bit, but let's start in on on the process of engaging uh, a uh, a customer. You know, what do you do? Uh, I'm a business. I'm interested. I have a power plant on site. Um, you know uh, uh, that 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 essentially uh, takes the energy coming into the plant, whether it's gas or electric or both, and then feeds it to different parts of my manufacturing facility. So I'm a, a pretty big energy consumer. Okay. Um, but as you pointed out, it, it it may not be much different from a a small business like a restaurant to a medium or large manufacturing facility, but. Walk us through the general process of engaging um, a, a, a customer. Sure. Our entire marketing for the exposure of our process is through relationship marketing. You know, I, I've been in the networking world for 25 years. The bottom line, if you know somebody and you ask them to take a look at what you're doing, um, the likelihood of them saying yes is very strong. It doesn't matter if they're a consumer or of a large consumption or not. Um, the bottom line, once somebody takes a look at what we do and they see how our process works and they realize that they never pay us a penny, our service is free, we're paid on the backside like all energy is consumed and paid, um, the process is pretty simple. What do we do? What do we need to make it work? And again, it doesn't matter one location that's spending a million dollars a month or one location that's spending a thousand dollars. What we need are their billing statements. And a couple of signatures which basically give us permission to find their usage. Once that system, once that information is in our Direct Connect portal, the portal does the rest. 
At the end of the process, the consumer will have one sheet that will have pricing from all the largest providers. So you uh, take that documentation and you combine that with uh, information uh, about pricing in a given area and uh, you can provide an energy rate comparison based on on those uh, the documentation and knowledge of pricing in a given region. Is we that do. right? And basically, we're not the ones that that actually facilitate the pricing itself. We get the the meter numbers and the account numbers and the the, the specific locations. We give that information out to these large billion-dollar providers, and then they will do their due diligence. They then come back with us with a price. We're going to take a break. We're here with Joe Miniga, the founder of the Avion Energy Group, and we'll be back to talk to Joe about the business of brokering of energy and how uh, his company is saving lots of other companies many, many, many uh, thousands of dollars right after this break. It's not just your garden. It's the way you live. And there's so much to know. But you have help. Bonnie Plants. Now with Bonnie's app, Homegrown, you can learn about veggie and herb varieties, track and record your garden with photos and notes, share on Facebook and Twitter, and so much more. How'd you ever grow without it? Get Homegrown with Bonnie Plants for iPhone and Android. The more you know, the better you can grow with Bonnie. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Joe Mitiga, founder of the Avion Energy Group. We've been talking about the services of the Avion Energy Group in brokering of gas or electricity and helping customers, uh, currently businesses, um, but uh, in due time, I would imagine um, home users as well, but currently... Uh, if you're a business, you, you absolutely have to use some uh, energy, if only to turn on the lights and uh, power your computer. Uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, the range of, uh, of businesses and whether or not it's the, the, the high uh, uh, 
consumers, the, the moderate uh, uh, level consumer, or do you have uh, tons of small businesses? Um, I made a reference to restaurants earlier uh, just because it's a business that a lot of people could relate to. Sure. And when you think in terms of not just the lights but refrigeration and cooking, then a lot of people can understand, oh, yes, gas consumption, oh, yeah, energy consumption because cooling the place and keeping cold storage, those are two big energy consumers for a relatively small business. But what kinds of, what's the range of customers you have? You know, it's, our, our range is everybody that uses electricity, everybody that uses natural gas and they happen to be in a deregulated state. From the local consumer in, in a house to the largest of consumers across the country, you know, it's one of those things, since it's a mandatory purchase, um, and the potential savings and, and finding the best price, any and all entrepreneurs would rather have a best price than being overcharged. The difference is, quite honestly, in savings, it's all relative to the business size. If you're a small business and you save 8% on your electricity bill and it happens to be $800 a year, pretty significant for a small business. We've literally worked with companies where their consumption is so large that if we're able to find them a price that shifts their current price by less than 1%, their savings could be two or $300,000 a year. So all consumers are our marketplace. The people that would necessarily um, benefit the most are that are really struggling the most is that consumer out there, that person who's the decision maker for an organization that has multiple locations across multiple states, across multiple utilities, and they're trying to find a solution for competitive or best pricing on a per location basis. Their typical answer is one salesman comes in and says, hey, look, we happen to sell electricity and natural gas in Illinois, Ohio, and Pennsylvania across there. We'll handle it for you. And when they handle it for them, I'm not saying that they're being gouged or anything like that, but they're giving them one price from one company. What we can do, it doesn't matter how many locations. We have a shoe company out of Canada that has 350 locations. We have a larger um, box manufacturing facility that has 19 large, very large consumers of electricity. This one particular, the box manufacturer, their home office is in Madison, Wisconsin, a completely regulated state. The decision maker travels the country. And he put the, the responsibility to gather information on an executive manager, a woman who basically ran the office. Well, she had to try to find pricing for two locations in California, three locations in Texas, one in Illinois, two in Pennsylvania, and two in New Jersey. Now, these are large consumers. Each one of these, they, they spend about 5 or $6 million a year spread out over those. And you probably have a lot of office managers. I, I'm sure that's the go-to person for a lot of uh, smaller companies is the office manager. If the office manager is lucky enough to have some internal finance person that he or she can assign it to, maybe that person uh, becomes uh, the person who does the homework and the, the analyst, so to speak, uh, for energy. Um, but you probably make the lives uh, of a lot of office managers easier. What about a scenario where you have multiple locations within a state? Is it possible 
for those separate locations? Are you able to uh, help a customer have individual relationships between those locations? So in, in a sense, they have individual contracts or collective contracts for that small number of, of, of locations. And then let's talk about when you're out of state, do you then have contracts with different suppliers in different states? So you have multiple contracts customized for an individual location, groups of locations, and in multiple states with multiple suppliers. Do all those scenarios exist, Joe? Every day. Every day. Basically, typically, it's per contract per meter. So our per location. So you could have, we always, you know, we're using the example of Cincinnati, Ohio. If you had two locations, one in North, North Cincinnati, one in South Cincinnati, there's seven different components that make up pricing. So literally, your plant in Northern, Northern Cincinnati could be six cents and your plant in Southern Cincinnati could be 5.8 cents. And the pricing difference is because one of those seven components has a variable that is different than the others. And so in turn, what happens is basically we'll have providers that will bid on it. And unlike a typical experience where if you're a consumer that has large brands, a lot of advertising in a state, and you're the person that has to make the decision, you're the one that has to gather pricing, Typically, what you're going to do, unless you're a very savvy buyer, you're going to go to your newspaper, you're going to go to your, you know, your your local um, telephone book or something, and you'll call the local brands. Well, today, what hap- has happened with deregulation, the competitive pricing, you have multi-billion-dollar companies from around the country that don't have a local presence from a branding position, especially in the commercial side, that want your business. South Texas, New Jersey, New York, California, you know, um, New Jersey or Pennsylvania, they all want that business because they've gone through the process to be approved to sell energy from a supply side in Ohio. So it just depends on who has uh, been allowed to uh, market its uh, gas or electricity in a given marketplace that in turn allows you to have them uh, as part of that um uh, competitive uh, bidding, yes, and so that uh, facility in North Cincinnati might be utilizing a source from the state of Ohio, but that one in South uh, Cincinnati could be using a Texas or a Kentucky uh, source. Absolutely, absolutely, all the time. Um, the um, the case where you have uh, multiple locations and you're dealing with a corporate office. Um, have you helped uh, lock in contracts that apply to m- multiple facilities, or is it really better to do it uh, by meter? Uh, yeah, basically, w- we follow the trend of the large providers. So the large providers, even if you had six locations in a given utility, they're still being bid on per location. Now, for ease, what we end up doing is we set their contract dates, so we're doing all six of them at one time. But the contracts themselves would be six different signatures for six different locations. The uh, You touched on the, uh, the magnitude of the energy market. Uh, you mentioned $750 billion uh, a year. Uh, what's, what's the market potential uh, for Avion and... 
you don't sound like a greedy group to me. Um, you sound like you'd be willing to take some um, modest percentage of that $750 billion. Uh, that's got to, uh, um, the magnitude of the market uh, has got to be attractive to, to, to investors, and we'll be talking about investors in just a little bit. Um, but um, uh, what do you see um, the potential for growth here, um, given the, the size of the market? Is it off the chart? It is. You know, basically what, what we've what we've developed a year and a half ago, we realized we were at a place in time where we had invested, we had created the relationships, we'd created the technology, we're patent pending to protect ourselves long term. We knew that everything we had done from day one in creating a stable, very solid company that we were ready to scale. The whole idea of investors and you said we'll talk about that in a little bit, which we can um, focused us in writing a private placement memorandum. And this document, 185 pages later, is a great reflection of what we created in the previous six years and the marketing side of it, the model, the growth model in that as we expand into these the three different the three different quadrants of energy, the way the industry breaks it up, residential, small to medium-sized business, and larger industrial. Our first benchmark of, it, of uh, success is 5% penetration. Um, our ultimate goal is to get into the 12 to 13% market penetration. As we have established clients, basically Avion's long-term future is not necessarily to go from 13% to 60 or anything like that. Basically, what we'll be doing is we'll be adding vertical products, vertical services in the commercial world. So our 5% market penetration of supply, let's say that's 10,000 larger, medium-sized businesses. We bring the business into our fold through the supply costs. And then in energy alone, there are additional services that these large companies need pricing on demand, pricing on solar, pricing on light bulbs, numerous things. So our long-term future is the expansion beyond just supply, although it will always be our flagship product. And at 5%, uh, if I'm doing my math right, it, it sounds like you'll be happy with $3.75 billion of the marketplace. Yes. And let's talk about the landscape for a business that's in your growth mode there, it's a new ball game. You know how you uh, create a sales force that covers uh, a nation uh, is not necessarily the way that it was done in the past. You're Correct. you're not going to have everybody coming to a, a single corporate uh, location uh, and uh, uh, punching the clock uh, and uh, traveling all around. You know, virtual businesses is absolutely the way to go for lots of highly respected, efficient, profitable companies. Uh, tell us about uh, uh, Ectopro. Uh, tell us about the AEG network and insights, uh, potentially on the residential side. Sure. Basically, the way the industry breaks up the uh, marketing to supply is large commercial, small, medium-sized business, and then residential. It's literally, and there's different types of regulations 
per industry. On Ectopro is basically an organization of professional salespeople. They'll be hired by Avion. They'll have a tremendous amount of education in the energy in the energy world. So when they're walking in talking to a consumer that might spend five million dollars or fifty million dollars, that consumer needs to have a level of confidence based on education. The consumer that's more in the middle range, um, that they might be in the um, five thousand to fifty thousand dollar a month, they need to have a confidence. But the complexity of their spend is not near as complex. That arena, we the AEG network is basically going to be an arena that we develop um, small business, more more agency type experiences where entrepreneurs will be able to market our product. The residential side, it's who's ever the cheapest, we can sell it to them. We're going to take another break here. Um, we're here with Joe Mitiga, founder of the Avion Energy Group, and we've been talking about what is really a fascinating area of, uh, of the energy uh, business, and that's the brokering of energy. We'll be back with Joe right after this break. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Joe Mitiga of the Avion Energy Group, and we've been talking about not just the services of the Avion Energy Group and how they're able to monitor uh, the ever-changing price structure for gas and electricity and help businesses to lock into the best uh, available pricing in a given location, a given region, and 
how the company manages to do that, but we're now turning a little bit to um, you know the growth of the company, and you're at a stage where uh, an infusion of capital, like any business that's growing, can help it get to the next level. Um, what kind of investment uh, are you are you open to? I mean, you know, there are different sources, different kinds of investors. You, as you get the word out there uh, and are seeking investors you have to be somewhat selective about who you partner with as well. Sure, so sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've learned here in the last uh, few months because you're you're still um, in that process. Yes, yes. You know, we, we've learned a lot. We've, we've learned that there are different types of investors that are looking for different types of businesses at different growth stages. And our, our business kind of falls in the middle. We're not a startup in any way, shape, or form. There's a whole sphere of investors that are looking to invest smaller amounts of capital in a great idea with large potential risk but large potential return. Then you've got the 100, the 200, the multi-billion dollar hedge fund that's really looking for the smallest uh, number of 100, 200 million, where we're in the middle. You know, when we wrote our when we wrote our PPM, our top side of investment was twenty million. Our bottom side minimum was around five million. And as we've been out there pursuing and exposing, we've learned that there are multiple different types of uh, potential um, arrangements out there, from debt to equity to preferred stocks to common stocks. And at this point, we we have a broker dealer out of Canada that we are working with. He's bringing us some global investors that have an interest more from a position of a debt equity, um, where they start with debt, with debt more from a protection mechanism. And if you look at our numbers, we're a very solid. Our 91% renewal rate almost is like they're investing in an annuity, which they really, really like. It's unique in the business. We also have several groups that we're in the initial conversation with for the other half of what we're doing and that are more in the um, – from a position of equity and looking for dividends on preferred stocks with a designed exit strategy. And, you know, we, we've, we're just starting that process there. I say just starting. It's about two months into it now. We have several people very interested in that part. Because, because our growth model is so strong, you know, what investors are looking for is, is my money going to be stable? Is the company stable? Are the people running it stable? And how do I get my money back? So we've got all that arranged, you know, that it's all written out every penny, how every penny will be spent as things grow. There's a very specific exit strategy for people that come in with equity. We've got places where people can come out with 25% on their money. We've got places where they can come out doubling their money over time, you know, all the, all the while collecting some preferred yeah, it, it sounds to me like you know you you have a lot to offer uh, to uh, an investor uh, in 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 terms of uh, a, a specific uh, percentage in, uh, of return on investment, uh, and then an additional um, bonus structure upon full funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you want to share that, but I I, I did happen to um, um, see some of that information in your uh, your memorandum. Uh, I would think that it's attractive to a lot of uh, investors that, one, you've had this uh, track record of steady growth and that you have this strategy uh, related to um, adding um, people 
you know, sort of a human resources growth strategy, if you will. Um, what are the other things that they seem to be most interested in? Uh, do you have to assuage any fears that they might have about the volatility of, of the energy marketplace? Uh, or most are you are you now dealing with investors who are somewhat knowledgeable or very knowledgeable about the energy uh, field? Well, I can tell you, depending on the education of the investor, um, it only takes about 10 minutes to help an investor realize that the volatility of the market has nothing to do with our business. Um, the market goes up, the market goes down, our commissions are the same. People have to have it. People have to have our product. What, what investors like the most about us, though, is, quite honestly, Jim and Joe have invested our time, our money, and our expertise over the previous six years to create the, the system. So really, the largest percentage of investor money is not into investing in the infrastructure. It's investing in production. It's investing in ramping up. So it's a very easy correlation of dollars and cents are going into expanding sales force, which expands bottom line, which expands profit, which helps the investor. Um, if anything, you're uh, hedging uh, against uh, that volatility and helping to smooth things out yes. uh, for, uh, for customers. Uh, we've, you've mentioned Jim, your partner. Tell us a little bit about Jim. Is he uh, sort of on the technical side of things or the hardcore finance side of things? Tell us how, how Jim fits in the picture. We want to give a tip of the hat to Jim. Oh, absolutely. Jim is absolutely awesome. You know, I like to say that in our business, I'm the heart and Jim's the brain, although I have, I'm very smart and Jim is very heart-driven. Basically, Jim runs our day-to-day operations. Um, Jim is the person, he's the CEO of the company. He's the man that all of our technology started out of his brain at some point in time. And so everything that we've done from our systems to our process to um, the whole technology platform, Jim has been in the center of it because it all started from a manual position. See, we had a mindset from day one, and I tell this story a lot. I says, you know, when I first started Avian, my oldest son was only four years old. My second son wasn't even born yet. I'm in my early 50s. And I always said, you know, if I don't build something that's here long term, my kids are going to be 70. I'm going to be 70 years old when my children are going to college. And the most embarrassing moment in my life would be, no, son, I'm sorry, you can't go somewhere because dad can't afford it. All I've ever wanted as a major life goal is my children to be able to be educated anywhere around the world based on their abilities and based on their desires, not based on dad's bank account. So that was a deep motivation to create an environment where every decision we made today made Avion stronger tomorrow. And and that's what we've done. And you've done a few things uh, in your life professionally um, as a business person, particularly times... Uh, when you've been an entrepreneur, what are some of the lessons uh, learned from those experiences? You know, um, the term relationship marketing, it's such a broad term. The bottom line, what that means, and what I've really learned over the years, is that if people trust you, the likelihood of them wanting to work with you is very good. And if you actually have a product or a service that meets their need at a financial price that's competitive, the price point is competitive, then people will do business with you. But it all starts around a sense of people liking you. And then once somebody likes you, that initiates a relationship. But how are they going to continue to do long-term business with you? They have to trust you. So really 
coming into Avion, I mean, Jim and I both had had experiences in business. You know, did I know all this consciously at 25 years old? Probably not. I mean, I was raised in a in a in a good family where you know you were taught ethics, but could you transport it in at 25 years old? Not really. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, but at 45, when we started this, absolutely, it was a conscious. It was a conscious style. How I built relationships with these large billion-dollar companies. There was one guy. His name is TJ. He was the decision maker for the largest provider out there, and he was he was one of my first phone calls. I what we were a blip, but he listened. Why? Because I got him on the phone finally, and after two weeks, and he you know of course he couldn't say yes. They only have a certain amount of channel partners they can bring on. And how I would end it is I would say, well, TJ, how about if I call you back in 60 days and let you know how I did, how we're doing? And I call, if I said 60 days, I called him 60 days. That whole process, I, and I kept doing that. I kept building a trust. If I said 42 days, I called him on the 42nd day. 26 months later, TJ said yes. He's the, he was the decision maker for Constellation, the largest provider of the country. They were our 27th. That was the moment in time where we were able to, because now we had the biggest, we were able to shift from competitive pricing as a marketing to best pricing. You know, uh, follow-up is an element of uh, professionalism, and professionalism leads to that trust that uh, you've uh, mentioned. I, I know uh, one of your senior uh, sales and marketing people, Martin O'Keefe, is a, is a a mutual friend, uh, uh, someone you work with, and, and my friend. I know that he shares that same attitude about professionalism, and not, my guess is that Jim Sharon. Absolutely. And is that how Jim pronounces his name, Sharon? Sharon, yes. Uh, uh, your partner also shares that philosophy of professionalism. I want to thank you, Joe, for taking the time to come on to the Business Hour today. Thank you so much. We've been with uh, Joe Mitiga of the Avion Energy Group, and we've had a fascinating discussion about um, the brokering of energy. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the Internet and on the radio next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.